Incoming transmission. Incoming transmission. Freak Network audio transmission begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I'll be home for Christmas. And masturbating <laughs> from Portland, Oregon. Tranny Rec Radio. Down in the workshop, all the elves are making toys for the good Gentile girls and the good Gentile boys. When the boss busted in, nearly scared him half to death. Had a rifle in his hands and cheap whiskey on his breath. From his beard to his boots, he was covered with ammo. Like a big fat drunk, disgruntled Yuletide Rambo. And he smiled as he said, with a twinkle in his eye, Merry Christmas to all, now you're all gonna die. The Well, the workshop is gone now, he decided to bomb it. Everywhere you'll find pieces of Cupid and Comet. And he tied up his helpers, and he held the elves hostage. And he ground up poor Rudolph into reindeer sausage. He got Dancer and Prancer with an old German Luger. And he slashed up Dasher just like Freddy Krueger. And he picked up a flamethrower, and he barbecued Blitzen. Crime. Hey, little friend, now, don't 
Don't you cry no more tears He'll be out with good behavior In 700 more years But now Mason's in therapy And Donner's still nervous And the L's all got jobs Working for the postal service And they say Mrs. Claus She's on the phone every night With a lawyer negotiating the Santa Went Crazy by Weird Al Yankovic. My name is Rebecca Nay. You're listening to Tranny Wreck number 76. Whether you're listening on the freaknetwork.com, transfm.org, WKJCE, GLBT Radio, MySpace, Facebook, wherever, wherever, wherever. Who the fuck cares as long as you're listening? I might not want to know how you're listening. Or maybe I do. 206-338-2563. No, well, fuck you. I don't care what you say on that voicemail line. <laughs> How the fuck is everybody doing? Um, it's This is the first time I've done a podcast within a week of each other, almost. Technically, it's like eight days, but I fucking digress. Um, I have a lot to talk about today, a lot on the docket, so let's get right into it with uh, my life updates, uh, since this is an audio blog. Um, ever since I got my, before I got my surgery, um, I, my sex drive, my sexuality, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, was kind of like, <clears throat> oh shit. <laughs> I won't tell you what came out of my mouth when I did that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, my sex drive was kind of like that, <laughs> including the splooge <laughs> or not. <laughs> um, so after my one of the things I hoped would happen after my surgery is that my sex drive would increase. And I have to say that that has definitely been the case. Uh, over the past year, I've noticed that uh, on average, I'm always infatuated or have a crush on somebody uh, for a while there. And well, and I should say, still there are a, there. I do there is a crush that I have on a coworker, which will forever remain nameless. Uh, and also recently, I developed a. Uh, uh, a new infatuation or crush on somebody else who will forever remain nameless. Shh. And the, the, here's the thing that's happening. I am really happy. I think getting having crushes on people or infatuations has been right, like a really good step in my own emotional development. Um, but here's the thing that's going through my crazy ass head right now. 
are infa- are infatuations, especially when they're infatuations on people that are either out of my league or in a completely different league, uh, are they healthy for me? And that's what I'm asking myself lately. Um, because on one hand, having infatuations on people other than Alex is a healthy way to help me get over not having Alex in my life anymore. You know, and it's 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 kind of weird because, you know, we've been broken up for over a year, technically. And, you know, it, of course, that breakup breakup took over a year to kind of finally complete, I guess you could say, or get closure on. So uh, the way I look at it, every time I get an infatuation on somebody, it's like, OK, cool. My life is moving on. This is a very good thing. Um but here's the unhealthy side of it. These infatuations just give me more ammunition to beat myself up, as if I don't have enough to beat myself up, self up with already. And here's why. And this is going to, you know, this is, I'm definitely opening up on this, and this is going to sound kind of fucked up and personal at the same time. But I think one of the, one of the things that I've been beating myself up probably ever since I really transitioned five or six years ago is the feeling of measuring up to other natal women, uh, especially when I have infatuations on people who are uh, primarily attracted to uh, natal women, or I should say not natal women, people that are identify as being exclusively attracted to women, whether they be straight men or lesbian women. And a lot of times when people exclusively identify as being attracted to women, trans women don't even register on their radar unless they're, you know, exceedingly open-minded. And and, and that probably shouldn't be an exceedingly, unless they're just open-minded. Trans men... speak Becky trans women oftentimes don't even show up on the radar of people who are exclusively attracted to women so as a result I develop I've developed an insecurity about measuring up against and comparing myself against natal women uh, when I have an infatuation on somebody that is exclusively attracted to women if that made any goddamn fucking sense let me know, or if it didn't, let me know. <laughs> so that's my big insecurity. Um, I, you know, it's like obviously I can't have kids. So if I'm uh, if if I'm interested in somebody that is looking to ha- raise a have a family and raise a family with their uh, potential partner, then you know, and that is dependent on my reproductive system or lack thereof. Then you know. Obviously, I'm I'm not going to measure up that way. And, you know, I'm kind of okay with that because, frankly, there's too many fucking kids in this world as it is. And there's plenty that need to be adopted into nice homes and lovely, loving families. So and I just for me, I think when it comes to kids, uh, genetics doesn't mean a goddamn anything doesn't mean doesn't mean anything really doesn't. So. Why do I continue to beat myself up in way, when I uh, by trying to uh, compare myself to natal women? Um, I think it's retarded uh, on a, in a 
pure intellectual level, it's uh, completely retarded. And but I have a feeling that I don't think I'm as crazy as I think I am by doing that, because I think this is just one way where all of us or many of us beat ourselves up in one way or another when we try to compare ourselves to others. Uh, a lot of natal women don't feel like they measure up to other natal women. You know, a lot of trans women don't feel like they measure up to other trans women. Um, and I think we do ourselves a big disservice when we try to compare ourselves to others instead of just focusing on being ourself and loving ourself, uh, because those two things right there will make yourself a very attractive uh, mate for a large number of people if you have that self, that confidence in yourself. So I'd like some feedback on this, 206-338-2563 or 206-3-fuck-me. Do you compare yourself unfavorably to other people, uh, regardless of who you are and who those other people are? Do you often, uh, have you ever had a crush and use, or an infatuation and uh, use that to beat yourself up? Uh, I would love to hear from you. Uh, again, 206-338-2563. Um, the next little thing on my dock, and I, I need to ha- come up with a little bumper for to separate my segments. So moving on uh, from my personal life type stuff, I wanted to talk a little bit about Christmas. Um, this time of year is... The holidays in general is a really difficult time of year for many, many people. Uh, A lot of people are separated from their families, either by distance or even emotionally because of, especially in the queer community, a lot of people in the queer community and especially the transgender community have a tendency to get disowned by their families. I know for about five or six years, I went through a stretch where I wasn't communicating with any family members, and the holidays were always really hard as a result. Um, And because of all of that, one of the things that just makes me nauseous this time of year is the insane commercialization. Like, the success of Christmas in our media is measured by... Retail sales and how good and how well our big box American chain stores are doing. And frankly, for me, uh, you know, for me, and I'm sure a lot of you, that is just a huge turnoff, you know, but I do have some conflicted feelings on this because I, I think this is a great year to emphasize a time of year to emphasize, you know, giving to other human beings uh, and having a generous spirit. It's unfortunate that our spirits, that our generosity is higher now than it is any other time of year. It's unfortunate that we have to be told to be generous, that we have to have our culture beat that into us because we can't be generous the other, you know, 11 months of the year. Um, And so really it's like for me, uh, I I do not like going out and buying gifts. I don't like going out and buying cards. And frankly, 
I appreciate it when people send me gifts and send me cards and, you know, my family will send me money. I appreciate all those things. How can you not? How can you how can you look in the mirror? How can you be ungrateful for other people's gratitude and generosity and then look at the mirror and like yourself? Um, so I'm not I'm very grateful for the generosity that other that fa- my family and friends extend towards me during the holidays. But I really don't need it. I, I, I have my own home. I make enough money to get by from paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, I, I you know, whenever I want a toy, I usually find a way to get it, whether it be through getting deeper in debt or being responsible and saving up for it. I really don't need any more shit. I really don't. I mean, I want more shit. But I don't need any more stuff. And there are so many people that are in, in in far more positions of greater positions of need than I am that I feel like whenever I get something from somebody, it's like, if you're going to take the time to send that to me, why don't you just send it like donate to a charity or send it to, you know, the food bank, your local food bank or Salvation Army or somebody that really needs it. Uh, you know, it just this this. This cultural obligation that this time of year we got to go out and spend, you know, hundreds of dollars uh, buying shit for each other when none of us really need it. It just like makes me ugh, nauseous. So, you know, that, that that's definitely my conflicted feelings uh, this time of year. I, I definitely have a policy with a lot of my close friends or f- friends and family. It's like I tell people, look, please don't bother getting anything for me. Because I'm probably not going to get anything for you. It's not that I don't care about you or don't like you. It's just that I would rather do shit for you uh, when, when it, whenever it's needed. You know, do I, I like to do uh, favors for friends whenever they need them, not just during you know December or Christmas. So that's my little. Uh, rant on that uh the next issue that i wanted to talk about i haven't really talked about politics for a while on this uh show with the exception of the employment non-discrimination act which you know (laughs) we've already talked quite in detail about is the whole uh 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 presidential debates and all of that bullshit that's going on are you fucking tired of it yet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on one hand, I'm really tired uh, by all the you know presidential debates on both sides, but on the same time, on the same token, I'm also very intrigued by it because on the Democratic side, the two leading front runners are Hillary Clinton, a woman, and uh, Barack Obama, an African American. Now. Uh, mostly <laughs> from what I know, uh, it, you know, and, and neither one of those Democratic candidates really gets my juices going as far as their policies. Both of them, I kind of see as opportunists, people that I don't really trust that much. And I think people that are just willing to seize the moment for their own personal power and gain. I'm very cynical uh, that that, you know, they they run for these uh, that these people are running for this office just because of love for their country i'm not saying that the that, that obama and clinton don't love their country i just think that 
they've got higher ambitions. The candidate who most uh, closely aligns with my political views is without question Dennis Kucinich. And uh, Dennis uh, is never going to get the respect of the mainstream corporate media because and he's not going to get the attention from it either. And the biggest reason in my mind is because they see him as a threat. He's not going to be Dennis Kucinich is not a corporate hack. Dennis is very on, you know, consistent with his message. He's ran. This is the second time he's ran for president. And his message from today hasn't changed from four years ago. You can't say that about Clinton, Obama or Edwards. Their messages are always fucking changing. Maybe not Edwards, not as much, but definitely Clinton and Obama. You never know what they're going to fucking say especially Clinton. So I really like Dennis Kucinich, and I I think he would make a great president. I I think he has his priorities straight about, uh, uh, you know, what is good for our country. Unfortunately, what is good for our country isn't always good, the most beneficial for our drug companies or our corporate media or the healthcare system or the oil industry. And that's why uh, Dennis Kucinich gets no attention because he is a legitimate threat to those industries. And uh, they're the ones that uh, bankroll and run this country. Let's face it. Uh, regardless of who, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican uh, in the White House, they're going to be beholden to uh, corporate interests. And that is really sad. On the Republican side, I have to say I'm very intrigued by uh, the Republican candidates. Uh, mo- it, it, first and f- most specifically, uh, Mitt Romney. Uh, because of his Mormon background. Now, for those of you that uh, have listened to my show for a while, you know that I come from a Mormon background. I don't currently identify as a as a believing and faithful Mormon. I consider myself to be a cultural Mormon because it's a part of who I am. But uh, I definitely have my odds with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That said, one of the things that really irks me is how the media is attacking Romney because of his uh, religious beliefs, specifically other, uh, you know, the conservative media outlets and the uh, other uh, Republican uh, presidential frontrunners like Mike Huckabee, who is basically just a fuck, uh, a bigoted fuck nut. Uh, If Mike, I'll tell you what, if Mike Huckabee, wins the uh, Republican nomination and becomes president, I'm getting the fuck out of this country because he's a scary motherfucker. Uh, You know, he's a bigot in every way you can imagine. He's a religious bigot. He's a bigot towards uh, sexual and gender minorities. Basically, in Mike Huckabee's narrow little world, Unless you're a Southern Baptist evangelical Christian, you're going to hell and you're living the the wrong kind of life. And he fully believes that government should play a vital role in in whether people are living good Christian lives or not. And, you know, that, that just makes me fucking nauseous. Now, 
Mitt Romney is not much better. I, I think Mitt Romney has a lot of radical beliefs that are influenced by his religion that could play a role in his politics. But to discredit him simply because he's Mormon, to say that his religion is the primary reason as to why he would be unfit to be our president is 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 bigotry as well it's just as much uh, of it, it is just as bad as being homophobic transphobic racist religious intolerance is one of a religious tolerance is one of the principles that this country was founded on and for people like mike huckabee to make these uh, to bring religion into the forefront and say that Mitt Romney is unfit for president because he's Mormon. Oh, and somebody who even knows better, like Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton made an, uh, a nasty comment earlier this year. Early, ironically, the comment came right after he got done uh, assaulting. Um, What's his face for making the 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 radio host for making the ignorant comments about the the Rutgers basketball team? I can't remember the fuck job's name, but uh, yeah, Al Sharpton was criticizing him, and then turns around and criticizes Mitt Romney because he's a Mormon. So you know, you know what gives. You know, racism, bad. Religious intolerance is good. Um, no, it doesn't work that way. Religious intolerance is just as bad as homophobia, racism, and all other forms of hatred. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, Mitt Romney's political, Mitt Romney's political positions are enough for me to dislike him as a candidate. I think he would be a dangerous president. I don't think he would be any friend of the queer community. Uh, you can just ask, uh, 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 blah, blah, blah. You can just ask the, the fine residents of Massachusetts, uh, about how, uh, good of a governor that Mitt Romney was. So he's a, Mitt Romney's a fuck job just because <laughs> he uh, holds those basically he's a fuck job because he you know sticks to the Republican platform and the Republican platform is not any friend of the queer community of the working class of any the, the Republican platform is basically only beneficial for uh, super wealthy straight white men uh, if you don't fit into that category <laughs> I'm sorry, the Republican candidates are no friend of yours. In an effort to promote podcasting and create goodwill. Fuck that shit. This is about me and what I like to listen to. You're listening, You're listening to, to Rebecca Nay's playlist. playlist. Jess, a novella by Matthew Burlingame. Available at SpankingTheArthur.com, TheFreakNetwork.com, and TheRainbowPodSquad.com. Basically, this is the, the, the only thing I'm going to promote on the playlist today is uh, Matthew's uh, novella. It's called Jess. Uh, he's been uh, releasing it in about 15, uh, 10 to 15 minute segments. 
And I have to say, I think he's uh, posted about six or seven of them on spankingbearthur.com. It is really fucking good. Uh, it, it, the the storyline at first definitely took uh, a narrative that seemed, uh, you know, that has been done before. But Matthew definitely put his own uh, sick and twisted uh, spin on uh, this story. It's basically the story about a uh, housewife who uh, murders her husband. (laughs) And uh, you got to go listen to it uh, because it's really fucking good. So go over to SpankingBeArthur.com and listen to the novella called Jess. And uh, this first voicemail is, of course, from Ainsley. And I think Ainsley is kind of debuting the name of Here's a New Segment. Of course, Ainsley is still using the voicemail line, but uh, that should change pretty soon. And now for the first installment of the Douchebag News with Ainsley von der Stum. Hi, my name is Ainsley von der Stum, and this is my first installment of Douchebag News. It's the dark time of the year, and I've been thinking about that ever since Halloween, because, uh, well, sometimes I... I, I remember all these things um, uh, from my uh, uh, past lives and stuff. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said that in public. Uh, let me think. What? <laughs> I need some privacy. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, that was just one of my household uh, numbers. Um... Okay. I'm so happy that Rebecca's giving me my own segment. Oh my god! Another perfect example, Ainsley, of why I don't think this voicemail line is going to work out so well for you because you kept cutting in and out, and you obviously got cut off on that one. So uh, Ainsley did send me a little uh, sample of of. Oh, of what uh, here is trying to to do, I, I think Ainsley is going to use Audacity to record uh, the segment. So uh, I, I look forward to uh, your first installment uh, of the douchebag news. We might have to create a little bumper for you. Uh, if anybody wants to volunteer for creating a bumper for Ainsley's Ainsley's douchebag news, uh, please uh, send me an email, trannyrec at gmail.com. On the last show, uh, Marina from I Love Lard called in and criticized uh, Ainsley. And uh, so now Ainsley is going to respond to Marina. Uh, Marina thinks I'm a douchebag. I wonder how old Marina is. Should be careful of your queer elders because as it stands we are a endangered resource someday our knowledge and wisdom may come in handy even with if we are douchebags 
Rebecca? Yes, Ainsley. That voicemail got cut off. Um, Okay, Ainsley. Well, Marina actually sent in a voicemail uh, correcting herself. Uh, I don't think you... I I think you should keep the segment Douchebag News, which apparently that was coined by Marina. But uh, apparently it wasn't you who Marina was calling a douchebag. Hey, Rebecca. It's Marina. I meant Dace. I was going to tie up Dace and beat him because he was making fun of Ainsley. And mockery of others is never a way to boost your own self-esteem. That's something that you should learn, Dace. Okay, um, <laughs> thank you for pimping my show on your show. I get a lot of fans from your show. Well, at least one that I know of. And, uh, that's a lot to me. So, thank you. And that's it. Bye. <laughs> So, um, Dace, you just got pwned, little fucker. <sighs> Hi, Rebecca. It's Matthew from Spanking the Arthur. And I am laying in bed right now, and I'm very, very, very tired, but I can't sleep. So I decided to call all the hotline uh, podcast hotlines that I had on my phone and leave you all messages telling you that I can't sleep. Poor Manny Bear. It's cold in California right now. But you live in Portland, so you probably know that it's cold, right? Anyway, so... Don't even fucking start whining about it being cold in California. Uh, Matt, you probably have a little bit more of a gripe than uh, Marina does. And Marina, I listened to that podcast where you were whining about it being cold in Southern California. (laughs) Girl, I don't fucking think so. (laughs) And that, it ain't that fucking, you can't tell me that Sacramento gets that fucking cold. That what you really needed because I haven't sent you a message in a long time about anything. I listened to your last show and I loved it and I love you and and Aww. you know. Are you drunk? I thought that what you need to cheer you up is someone to just sit down with you and remind you of the little things in life that are important and fun. Sex. That's why I would like you to take a moment right now and sing with me. The name song, the oh. name game. Okay. I don't even know the song. Rebecca, Rebecca. Oh, we need to shorten your name, girl. It's too long. It, it doesn't work with more than two syllables. Uh-huh. Becky, Becky, Bo, Becky, Banana, Santa, Bo, Becky, Fee, Five, Becky, Becky. See that was fun. Okay, let's do it again. Uh, Becky, Becky, Bo, Becky, Banana, Santa, Bo, Becky. Fee, I like Becky. Uh, I like Becky, too. Rebecca, yes, I'm telling myself that. Rebecca, Becca, Mo, Pekka. Pekka. <laughs> Pekka? That doesn't sound right. Fee, I have no Pekka. Ah, it's medication. Anyway, I want some. I'm going to try to sleep now. I don't think it's work. Good night. Love you. Aw, Maddie Bear is cold in California. <laughs> the next voicemail is from a friend I got. It is from a friend in Salt Lake City. Hi, Rebecca. This is Dom from Salt Lake. This is pretty effed up. 
there's some stuff going on at work. It's not too fun. You know, just typical harassment. I guess I should listen to your radio show to get kind of a better overview on the rights of people that are transgendered and what what I can do to protect mine because things are going on here. And I would really like to speak with you sometime soon, but I'll probably just go and listen to your radio show as I've not done that for a while uh, since I last spoke with you. And so I will do that, and then I hope that after that I can have some questions or comments in regard to harassment and victimization as well. So uh, my phone number is area code eight zero. <laughs> okay, uh, Sam, I wasn't expecting you to leave your phone number, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen to that in post-production to make sure that I uh, <laughs> sufficiently uh, <laughs> muted that out in one way or another. Uh, thank you, Sam, for the voicemail. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting the phone number at the end. Um I, I will definitely give you a call. We talked a little bit last night, but I think we need to have a more uh, uh, longer conversation. Uh, Samantha is a trans woman in Salt Lake City. Um, she is basically just kind of – she's kind of getting started with her transition. I, I am not really 100% sure where she's at in that journey, but it sounds like she's already having problems at work. And – Boy, is that story ever fucking common. So I'm sorry to hear that, Sam, and we will talk, girl. And this last voicemail is from Fran. It's a, it's a, it's a few minutes, and uh, it's a basically a life update from what I could get from uh, just kind of initially scanning it. And uh, Fr- Fran has called into the voicemail line before. She is an Iraq War veteran which I think is a very interesting perspective to uh, hear from. Hi. Oh, good heavens. This has been... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is Fran I'm calling again from Akron, Ohio. Woohoo! Uh, boy, I do love this place. Um, Rebecca, I have to say that this, these last couple of months have been interesting. I'm still paying for my service in Iraq. I had to have an operation to have shrapnel and other scar tissue removed from my left shoulder, so I've been out of touch with most things around here while I was in the hospital recovering. And at the same time, I loved watching our allies screw us on uh, Inclusion and Employment Non-Discrimination Act, and the hate crimes bill going going bye-bye. Uh, it's times like this that I honestly wonder, why are we allowing these people to kick us in the ass repeatedly, continuously, with, with such reckless abandon? But then, since we're the ones that actually trusted these assholes in the first place, I suppose that for our next trick, we should probably just go outside and get some gasoline and set ourselves on fire. 
<laughs> All right. I just wanted to cut in there, Fran. Uh, what she's talking about is basically the transgender community uh, trusting the human rights campaign to speak up and stand up for us. And for those of you that don't know, the Human Rights Campaign is the largest gay rights organization in the world. That's where all the money and the political power has a tendency to be. And they have a very strong and consistent record of uh, fucking over the transgender community. It, it would do the job a lot quicker than waiting for these assholes to do it to us. And, you know, it's, it's much better when you control your own destiny. Uh, but as for anybody who does listen to this, really don't go outside and set yourself on fire. I, I was, you know, trying to uh, pr- provide a picture of what the hell has really happened to transgendered people as a whole in the last couple of months. Although if you want to define a, uh, a political ally in who stabbed us in the back and burned down their campaign headquarters or whatever. I'm I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying that that's a thought as well. Uh, but I digress. Fran, you, you weren't involved in that little plot uh, for that crazy person that went into Hillary Clinton's campaign headquarters up in, uh, I think it was New York or New Jersey, and... Uh, <laughs> And, and, and threatened to blow the place to smithereens, did you? <laughs> I know the news reported it as some guy, which, you know, they've done that to trans women before. Uh, so I assume that wasn't you, though. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about the suicide attempt. Uh, the Veterans Administration basically keeps me from chewing a bullet by doping me up on 300 milligrams of sertraline daily. And what she's talking about there is my the suicide attempt I made in the last show where I tried to slit my wrists with a piece of poo. Uh, 30 milligrams of diazepam and all various painkillers that I take for various um, lingering wounds such as the one that required the reconstruction of my spine which that's fun the titanium in there just loves the cold weather up here oh, in God. Ohio uh, try to take it easy some let all of this stuff sort of fall by the wayside Rebecca uh, and don't attempt any more suicides because they've gone on with you without tranny wreck to actually uplift me from time to time uh, I really don't know what I would do with my with with my downtime where I can sit in the basement and listen to your show I hear they have podcasting equipment in hell that's pretty much it Oh, and one final thing, um, with regards to, again, vetoing the Children's Health Care Act, I'd like to just give a big shout-out for George W. Bush to go fuck himself. That shout-out was sponsored by Zillafag.com. That's pretty much it. Uh, Love you much. Smooches.
Remember, and no more suicide attempts. Oh, okay? you're no fucking Bye, fun. Mom. God damn it. Why do people have to call in and tell me not to kill myself? Don't you guys have it? Don't you guys have any joy and excitement in your life? I mean, come on. You haven't lived until you've tried to kill yourself at least once. I mean, jeez. No. Uh, you know, there, there's probably some people that think I shouldn't joke about that kind of shit. And for me, you know, <laughs> That's just my fucked up sense of humor. Sorry. Uh, you know, it, it's hell. If you think I was making off-color suicide jokes now, you should have heard me two years ago when my mom actually killed herself. It's like, you know, that's how I cope with shit. Uh, I use my fucked up sense of humor to cope with the challenges of life, which, you know, we all face we all can share together and that's why podcasting is wonderful i want to thank all of you for listening to this episode of tranny wreck radio my voicemail line is 206-338-2563 or 206-3-fuck-me my email is trannyrick at gmail.com. Here is Jingle Bell Rock by The Hip Cola, which is on the Podsafe Music Network. I love all of you, and go fuck yourself.
like it? Was it good? You can get this podcast and more over at thefreaknetwork.com. This program is a member of the Trans FM Internet Broadcast Network. Trans-FM.org.